Thank you for listening to the Resources for Integrated Care podcast series, Promising Practices for Promoting Equitable and Culturally Competent Vaccinations for Dually Eligible Beneficiaries. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on September 15, 2022. In this podcast, Eric Yarnell, the Vice President of Pharmacy at Highmark Whole Care, discusses Highmark Whole Care's approach to equitable and culturally competent COVID-19 and influenza vaccinations and their lessons learned. My name is Eric Yarnell and I'm the Vice President of Pharmacy at Highmark Whole Care. Highmark Whole Care is a Medicaid and Medicare DSNP business unit of Highmark Health in Pittsburgh. Our company mission, which gets to the core of equity, is to care for the whole person in all communities where the need is greatest and see a future in which everyone has an equal opportunity to achieve their best health. We coordinate health care to deliver whole person care and are committed to our community organizations and programs. When we talk about vaccination disparities in particular, it's important that we look at the data to truly understand where disparities are occurring. An article published by the Kaiser Family Foundation in August of last year included this chart, which clearly shows that disparity with COVID-19 vaccinations has occurred. You can see that in states across the country, there's a consistent and significant difference between the vaccination rates of Medicaid enrollees compared to the overall population in the states. In another survey study conducted by the U.S. Census Bureau between December 1st, 2021 and January 10th of this year, and published in the American Medical Association Journal, characteristics of people obtaining COVID-19 boosters were assessed. On this slide, you can see that disparity amongst Medicaid enrollees was again reported, particularly those in the younger age bracket. We incidentally found the same characteristics within our own data when we measured COVID-19 vaccination rates where our Medicare DSNP and older Medicaid enrollees had the highest vaccination and booster rates. As we framed our approach to disparity driven in part by vaccine hesitancy, we focused on addressing misconceptions through education. So through our vaccinations journey over nearly the past two years, our approach to addressing COVID-19 vaccination rate disparities within our plan members fell into four phases. Not unlike many others, we were initially faced with vaccine access issues when in late 2020 the first vaccines were released. The demand at that time certainly exceeded supply, and we worked to determine where vaccines were available for our members. Our care managers worked with high-risk members, and we shared information on our member-facing website to assist people with finding a location offering vaccinations. We soon then moved to phase two, where we began to actually schedule vaccination appointments for our members and provide transportation to those in need. Once the vaccines had become more plentiful, we began to see our data, we began to see in our data that the uptake in certain populations was already lagging overall vaccination rate reporting by the CDC. We then decided to begin coordinating our own vaccination events through provider and pharmacy partnerships with local community-based organizations. Getting into the communities offered convenience and created more interest and trust amongst our enrollees that moved the needle on our vaccination rates a little further. Hesitancy continued to be a challenge in some of our plan members, which is why our fourth phase of addressing vaccination disparities has now been really focused on vaccine hesitancy. I spoke earlier about the data. 
On this slide, you can see how we were able to geographically map our COVID-19 vaccination rates and focus on distinct hotspots within our membership for targeted partnerships and events where the need was the greatest. Our targeted approach got us down to the street level where we could then look at our, an existing entrusted group or business within the community with whom to partner in providing both education and vaccinations. One of our community partners was also able to implement a mobile unit that furthered our ability to get to the areas of, areas of highest disparity. As you can see, many of our strategies, as I mentioned previously, involve community-based efforts for enrollee convenience, trust, education, and communication. The flyer here shows just how deeply we engage within the community, where we actually targeted barber shops as our vaccination venue. This slide is basically a summary of all of our efforts and approaches, showing that there's not one simple solution, and many different partnerships and strategies are required in order to obtain the optimal outcome of improving and increasing vaccination equity. As we continue to, with our work to address vaccine hesitancy, which is now the most significant contributor to our vaccine inequity, we will look to further implement these prior practices within the communities where the need is the greatest, with a focus on addressing other wellness and social determinants of health disparities as well, and look purely focusing on providing vaccines only. This slide shows one example of how we worked within a community to address hesitancy and disparity through education. We worked with the Pittsburgh Housing Authority, where one of our medical directors actually hosted a live question and answer session for residents. The Housing Authority was able to tape the event and use it more broadly across their residents to better, for better engagement and further education about the importance of COVID-19 vaccinations. We did employ additional strategies, including telephonic member outreach, provider communication, social media, and member incentives through community partners. You can see flyers here from two other events where we shared with our members, that we shared with our members to improve engagement. One of our additional learnings through data analysis revealed that many of our same enrollees who had low COVID-19 vaccination rates were the same people who historically had low influenza vaccination rates, further reinforcing the need for us to get into our communities with education on more than just COVID-19. Also, our experience wasn't the same at every event. While I would like to say that our approach was overwhelmingly successful all the time, occasionally we did experience low attendance and engagement. Other times, we were surprised with higher participation rates. Predictability was nearly impossible as we avoided requiring scheduling and appointments as we knew that convenience was a better driver for gaining interest within the communities. So our mantra became, every shot counts, because uh, every vaccination against COVID has the potential to prevent a hospitalization and potentially a more severe outcome. In spite of our attempts, some enrollees were definitely dug in with their hesitancy, and one member actually asked that we stop engaging them. But we added them to our do call list and didn't let that compromise our attempts with our other members. As you can see from my presentation, we used data to drive us and make our best attempt to focus where the need appeared most. In all transparency, we, did not, we didn't conduct statistical analyses, and our strategies were basically based upon hypotheses. In closing, I recommend starting somewhere local. Combating hesitancy and inequities can be overwhelming. Our best outcomes occurred when we used a local data-driven approach and recognized that we would need to customize the event further to some extent based on the targeted population. 
Most recently, we learned that offering vaccination events alone no longer moved the needle. We have to get into the communities with offerings and establish a connection before we can address the most severe vaccine hesitancy, and we need to make that connection convenient. And lastly, the journey must continue. So we begin again in the next community where the need is the greatest. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare-Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about current efforts and resources, please visit our website, resourcesforintegratedcare.com. You can also find us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care or follow Resources for Integrated Care on LinkedIn to stay up to date with our recent products and technical assistance.